0: Blousy Oxfords, chunky sneakers, stonewashed jeans, and pleated chinos. Today, we are talking about Normcore. I'm Britton, he's Chaz, and this is The Furious
1: Curious.
0: So in many respects, Normcore is the anti-fashion. It is. In fact, it's defined as a unisex fashion trend characterized by unpretentious, normal-looking clothing. Normcore is a portmanteau of the words normal and hardcore. Ah, yeah. So, like, Normcore is, like, the
1: fashion includes, like... It's nostalgic, but timeless jeans, t-shirts, sweats, button-down socks, sneakers, clothing considered to be normcore would be attractive and comfortable, um, viewed as normal by most people. Uh, I'll add in there uh, v-necks, the dad slouchy caps, the raggy sweaters.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the list goes on, and I, I think Urban Dictionary has a really great way of defining it. Yeah, The art of deconstructing fashion by purposefully dressing blank or dull What once started as a post-ironic anti-fashion or purposefully uncool trend by hipsters in an attempt to pull away from the subculture fashion that was becoming commercialized. Characterized by boxy, unflattering jean jackets, oversized sweatshirts, and gift shop baseball hats. Mm. Anything that looks like it might be featured in a Calvin Klein ad from 1998 or anything you'd wear around the house on laundry day. So and high snobriety. no sub, snobriety.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chuck and I were talking about how I can't say this right um, but they say a norm core uh, as it came to be understood was about in um, quote embracing the banality of blandness uh, not being an alternative but not and not
0: seeking a difference to affirm your individuality is interesting because by beginning of 2014 uh, normcore was already being decried as hipster non- nonsense, mm-hmm. a cynical appropriation of pure intentions, a spoof, a massive in-joke a fake trend that spun out of control mm-hmm. so as you, as you can see and as you might google a bit mm-hmm. normcore was much maligned as a cultural phenomenon mm-hmm. and I, I think you know, the, I guess the purpose of today is figuring out exactly what it is mm-hmm. and identifying what is the difference between normal and normcore in your mind I think the the difference is between normal and normcore is, is
1: intent with a bit of flair, right? So I think a few nuanced things. You know, there are those who are aware and those who are not aware. Sure. You know, aware. I think wearing what is cool in the 90s, like where we're seeing those starter jackets, some of the puffy jackets, you know, blousey oxfords, stuff like that. Something that you would see on, you know, a, a, a 90s sitcom. That's, I think that's being pretty aware. I think... Uh, What's normal in the 80s or 90s, probably aware. Uh, Someone who still buys, you know, normal stuff, uh, you know, at like Land's End, for example, probably not aware.
0: Sure. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Who wears normcore? And we talked about this, you know, generally it was first coined in 2009, uh, really rise, you know, was on the the come up in 2013, 2014. Uh, A quote, I believe, from Anisha Gakar, from the psychology of fashion encapsulate it really nicely the norm core trend appeals to people who have or are striving for less complex personas Hmm. their personalities have fewer layers to peel they tend to score low in neuroticism and hence are likely to be more emotionally stable self-controlled and less reactive to their moods and emotions and as a result less swayed by changes or trends these are the crudest versions of themselves and have a poker straight approach towards life the extra- extravagance of, fas- of the fashion world might not allure to them as much as it repels them. Hmm. So, patron saints. I mean, the patron saints of Normcore, Jerry Seinfeld, oh, yeah. and, and the crew—you know, Kramer, George, Elaine—are often held up as, as the flag bearers. But given that it, that show was from the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. uh, it was it preceded Normcore by a decade of change. Yeah. So ultimately, the 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 real life flag bearers, that, you know, seen as guys like Jonah Hill, Shia LaBeouf, uh, Leo DiCaprio, Ben Affleck, and you, you talked about this a lot because he's held up a lot, is mm. that Steve Jobs.
1: Oh yeah, I think Steve probably didn't realize he was Norm Corp, but you know, we're starting to see his wardrobe, you know, I'm talking about the, the black mock turtleneck, the ever the ever rotating black mock turtleneck, the stonewashed Levi's, the signature New Balance, Uh, You're starting to see that as a version of Normcore. Kind of a capsule wardrobe of sorts, but really, uh, you know, a version of Normcore
0: for sure. And I I think, you know... That not caring, right? And I think that is the secret sauce of Normcore, the DJF attitude, which uh, Steve Jobs seemed to have in spades. And I think it is that a guy like that was sort of apart from fashion... And, you know, he was sort of deliberately contrarian. And I think that ethos really holds true in the spirit of Normcore. It is, in many respects, the anti-fashion. So, you know, we talked about the offshoots of, of uh, Normcore. Oh, I think Prince William, let's just give him a shout-out. I think
1: he's he's definitely Normcore, without to, knowing
0: it. Are we talking about his hair or, or the rest <laughs> of his garb? I think the rest of the garb. Okay. It, it's not bad. I mean, uh, uh, the silhouettes have become a little more, I guess sleek and form fitting. So he might be mm. what what we would classify as a norm core cusper. He's not exactly thrifting it. That's what no, we're saying. No, no. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see um Prince William being a Maxinista anytime soon. <laughs> I mean Harry, maybe. <laughs> right. Um you know they're having a big cut to his salary, but you know oh, sure. We we love you, Harry. Let's have lunch next week. Yes. <laughs> so so when did this all come yeah. about, Brit? I
1: think so Looking at our information here, I think NormCore was later... So K-Hole is this, know, I'm not swearing here, K-Hole is a, uh, f- a trend forecasting group. Uh, in October 2013, they had this report called, quote, youth mode, a report on freedom. And this was the first time uh, officially in a publication that the word NormCore uh, was was, uh, was talked about, was, was named by name. Referred to an attitude, not a particular code of dress, which I thought was kind of interesting. And then uh, was intended to mean, quote, finding liberation in being nothing special. So when, we'll talk about when. I think 80s and 90s clothing style, the norm core trend spiked right now, spiked uh, in 2013, but the term, evidently, uh, goes back to 2009.
0: And, and I thought it was interesting because it seems like in the time since normcore has been declared dead mm-hmm. a, a few times <laughs> and i think in 2015 there's this article in beyond retro which is a great article on normcore which we'll put in the show notes yeah um so to quote the author sarah cleaver here by 2015 a gq and Highsnobiety and a host of other fashion publications had pronounced normcore dead the yes. trouble is no one paid attention The runways have remained awash with normcore elements, and the trend keeps resurrecting in new forms. Gorpcore, G-O-R-P-C-O-R-E, added puffer jackets, Velcro, and all sorts of sensible outdoor wear to the mix in 2017. Then in 2018, we saw a wave of windbreakers, bum bags, and that is uh, Americans know as fanny packs, and slides promptly christened tourist chic. Mm. Dad style, celebrated, tucked in shirts, pleated pants and pulled up socks. Most recently, this spring, Man Repeller announced Mm. Menocore, a cross between Menopause and Normcore. So as you see... It's almost like the the Bobby Knight uh, coaching pyramid, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. Or, or or Belichick. Norm Core was sort of a seminal figure in the evolution of modern fashion, and and you see uh, sort of these youthful trends that have adopted some of the DNA and and, and gone a little off piste with their own spin on it, which makes it a, I feel like a pretty enduring type uh, type trend.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like wearing what what those guys wore, but. With a little bit of extra flair, rolling up, rolling up the pants, or wearing it a little bit rolled up or different, I think is kind of like it's. So there's a little bit of an accent to it. There's always an asterisk, I think, which is what makes it normcore. It makes you realize oh, they, they kind of know what's going on. Like, they're paying attention.
0: Sure. So so we've talked about this, yeah. uh, the the where. The where. And from what we understand, it, it's, uh, you know, the ground zero for, for Normcore uh, was, uh, I shouldn't say ground zero, but uh, New York City. Yeah. Uh, but you, you actually... Epicenter. Yeah, the epicenter, yeah, right. right? The coalface. <laughs> the mecca. Uh, <laughs> you actually had some takes. You were wondering if, there, you know, is there such thing as... Gnome core in Russia, gnome Core in Japan. <laughs> yeah, I think the question
1: was like, are there? So yeah, maybe like what it's not, right? Sure. So, um, you know, it's not just thrifting. It's not just street shit from the nineties, like Jenko. If we remember Jenko, anybody remember <laughs> Jenko? Oh, we do. It's not the capsule wardrobe, which is also kind of in vogue right now. It's not a minimalist wardrobe. It's not athleisure. We'll talk about that at some point. Uh, it's not Amish, although I feel like sometimes it. Bumps up against it. Um, but no, we were talking about people groups. What are the people groups that maybe don't do this? Sure. And I was just thinking, like, do Russians have normcore? Do Russians do normcore? What's their version of normcore? Is there a version of that? I think that was the question.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, well I certainly, In um, I was in Japan last November, so a few mm-hmm. months ago. And, and I noticed, well, first of all, I noticed that the Japanese are the perhaps the best dressed people in the world. Like, I did yeah. not see... A single slob in the entire country uh that said the, i guess the dna of normcore with the sort of the chunky silhouettes the sort of cozy type fleeces the rolled up pants the white socks um just the whole a bit of a 90s flair to pretty pedestrian unremarkable designs seems entrenched within the dna of, of the japanese hype mm-hmm. beast mm-hmm. so I, I think there is definitely it it, it may have been born in New York City, but it seems to have traveled well in the last handful of years. Yeah, I think it's it's not just it's not an aesthetic necessarily. It's a it's an attitude
1: of, and that takes that that takes different forms in different cultures, right? So maybe like you said in Japan, but maybe in Russia, it's it's uh, you know army thrift if you're just wearing sure. like old military stuff from from you know from ussr yeah. maybe that well, <laughs> ussr yeah yeah but the red yeah. star
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> so on the topic of is, is interesting army surplus type uh, uh-huh. attire one of the the flag bearers that we touched on a little earlier is a, a guy by the name of shia labeouf who is oh, um, oh yeah you know there is a whole instagram account dedicated to his uh, style and and he and and, uh, even elements of guys like kanye incorporate some of the the norm core vibe into their outfits and they are just the i guess the high highly visible flag bearers of this because they're some of the most famous people in the world it's almost like yeah for them it's like for kanye it's like uh dad
1: i mean he he's kind of like dad core with the big chunky sneakers or but there's also this blend of like military utility utility to it like the like the uh like the tactical boots that they make yeah. that, that, um, that Yeezy supply sure. comes up with. Um, de- desert boots, you know, like combat boots, basically. Sure. Um, I've, seen, I've seen those kind of happening around too.
0: So these are, and th- this guy, just when you were talking that I know we've discussed this before. Um, and Sia, sure. wears those two? What's his, Shia. How do you say his name? I
1: don't know who that is. The other guy you were just talking about who has a whole Instagram. Oh, Shia
0: Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Shia. 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 Yeah. He,
1: he, con- he, he yeah. coined the the desert tactical boots. Oh no, that's very, what he wears. Very much.
0: He wears them working out. <laughs> he does. Yeah, you're right. That's totally true. So, um, a, a, another one before we jump into the five reasons why. Oh, yeah. uh, we, you know, we've talked about, I guess, the founding fathers of Normcore, and you know, we mentioned uh, the Seinfeld people. But again, you know, in the '90s, that was it was less about Normcore; it was more this is just the way we dressed in an unremarkable way. A name that we often hear come up is, is Kurt Cobain. Ah, yes. You know, um, almost like the anti-consumerist ethos where he shopped, you know, in these sort of recycled cardigans. Uh, he has the Chuck Taylors, the recycled T-shirts, about as anti-consumerist as it gets. Um, you know, pretty unkempt hair and hygiene and what have you. It, what is your take on on someone like Kurt Cobain <clears throat> being one of the most famous people in the world when, when he was wearing this uh, as a legitimate claim to being, I guess, a... <clears throat> progenitor of yeah
1: i think it's the i think what you know grunge what grunge how grunge started is i think a classic tale of people culture creators artists not having a lot of money so they use what they can and that becomes that that's what starts a trend so i think a lot of a lot of artists like don't really care or can't afford you know like Versace or, you know, whatever it is, right? So they wear just the the cheapest stuff possible. Sure. And that ends up being what ends up being Normcore. And sure. I think Kurt Cobain probably coming out of Seattle, he wasn't the only one. He wasn't dressing outside of the scene. No. You know, he was part of that, that, that scene. So they were all wearing flannel shirts. They were all wearing like old, you know, V-neck sweaters and Chuckies and, and worn jeans. And it became the practicality grew into a trend I think that's my that's my guess I mean he could have been intentionally being ironic you know there is a lot of like 90s ironic you know that was an idea of being ironic True. hence the Alanis Morissette song yeah but you know who knows what was what was between his ears you know he may have just been so focused on his art
0: didn't even care what he was wearing I mean it might have been right on your wedding day (laughs) or a free ride when you've already paid (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, not, I digress. Um, so just jumping into, I guess, the five, five reasons, reasons why. And, and this is this is the meat of the pod where we seek to identify five reasons why the birth of Normcore happened. So first cab off the rank. Nostalgia. I, I think nostalgia is a big one. I yeah. think, you know, the, the law in computing that Moore's law, that the pace of changes quickens. Over time, you know, to become exponential, and and you've definitely seen that. I think in culture, culture is changing; it's ever malleable. But with with globalization, with the spread of social media, and the digitization of all of our worlds, it feels like culture is as, I guess, formless and fast-moving as it's ever been, and that something like normcore among among, you know coming about in this digital revolution. Um, is I guess the yearning for yesteryear a, a more predictable a more safe a more reliable yesteryear Where less change is happening? I mean, do you have any anything? Yeah, I think I think,
1: you know I think about Millennials who are who are typically the group that wears this and they're coming out of a you know 2008 a lot of instability and I think there's this there's this there and with the fast pace of social media like you were just saying there is this desire to for stability, for normalcy, for familiarity and all that. And I think what better way to internalize that than to wear something, you know, like that. Um, so I think it is, it is part of definitely a nostalgia. It's again, like a reach back to a simpler time. That's just the sentiment of nostalgia. Right. So, um, I think that's, I think that's it. I think it's, you know, overemphasizing the good minimizing the bad. I think that's a, that's a cool attitude of life that I think is baked into Normcore. So then the
0: second one, would be irony talking about ironic yeah i mean rivers of ink have been spilled around talking about the millennial sense of humor and embracing this absurdist sense of irony yeah and that is it's pervasive uh in in all the media that they consume whether the certain t-shirts they wear the certain jokes they they make which are very much ironic This idea of celebrating the lowest common denominator Mm -hmm. instead of despising it—I think it was an interesting one—and and and certainly in this, the pervasiveness of looking good when people that you know, there's an imperative to always be looking good in this age of the the most photographed generation in human history. Right. Normcore seems to be a philosophical rejection of that expectation. Absolutely. And and it just feels like it is—it is a contrarian anti-fashion at its core. When culture is fashion, the
1: counterculture is anti-fashion.
0: Yeah. Very well right? put.
1: Yeah. I think, not not only that, but I think it's, I think though, the reason, also the reason why it's popular with millennials is there's this sentiment, there's this idea that ironic equals smart and it's easy to then look like you're smart. Sure. Uh, which isn't always true, but that's okay. You yeah. Know? But to be ironic, sometimes it's like, oh, look, look how smart and intelligent or whimsical somebody is, even if you're not. Sure. It makes it gives that impression. So I think that's also why it's
0: popular. Yeah. So. No, I think it, okay. it's also a bold move. It's sort of um, totally. It, it's outside the norm, so it, it carries with it a, a modicum, or at least the the perception of a, of a courageous choice, even though it may not be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so number three, the third reason why. Mm. Frugality. Talk to me about that. I think it's it's so easy. It's so cheap. It's so cheap to
1: achieve it. You know, I'm not even talking about the the, the hip like thrift stores. You know, in lower hate. You know, here we are in San Francisco. I'm talking about the Goodwill. I'm talking about the Gant. I'm talking about the Lacoste, the Eddie Bauer of twenty years ago. Sure. That's that's the stuff. I mean, four bucks for a T-shirt. You could have it. You could outfit an entire Normcore wardrobe. Yeah. For a hundred bucks. Maybe even less, you, you know? know. So I think it's achievable. It's accessible to many. I think, you know, like like I was saying before, I think it's actually a version of gentrification, where you know, creative people who don't have a lot of money will find will make something uncool cool. Yeah, we see that in neighborhoods. We see that in clothes. Sure. You know, uh, Bushwick used to be you know in Brooklyn used to be a really horrible place to live. You know, when hipsters started moving in, they started to create culture. They started to turn this place into something cool. It's kind of it's kind of a version of that. It's yeah. it's taking these things that are are cheap and and uh, unhip and uncool and turning them cool. Yeah, like that's that is the that is the defined way of, of creativity. That's that's a version of
0: creativity. And, and certainly, when those hipsters in Bushwick have been priced out and they're moving to cities like Detroit and Cleveland and even Des Moines, like their new hipster hotbeds, where it is more achievable to make their art. Yep. So I, I do think it is... Normcore is almost that, as you say, the, the gentrification of fashion yeah. in a very accessible way. Um, so number four... Uh, oh, the, I'll, I'll say one more sorry, thing. Sorry, sorry. So
1: I'll say one more thing. about. It. Back to what I was saying before, I think it's also appealing because a lot of millennials don't have a lot of money. you sure. know. So that's another attractive prospect. I think it's also... A growing trend and we'll talk about this with minimalism and some of the other episodes that we'll do is like this rejection of extravagance you know um i think there is the i think our the millennial generation does not view wealth like our parents did no um and so i think that that sentiment that difference in sentiment bakes right into
0: normcore I, I totally agree i mean the old whatever the american dream of the Big house white, big house 2.3 kids in the suburbs Two white cars. picket fans yep. that that is no longer an aspiration you just need to look at any millennial research deck they value experiences over possessions yep uh, and it's it, it's somewhat refreshing and I think it, in that sense I think normcore is a, a defensible uh, astute way to spend money it's yeah. like I, I can look cool I can look relevant without without having to break the bank and someone like Macklemore, yeah which came oh, yeah. up around this time 2012, yep. 2013 uh really was a great expression of that um so number four yeah simplicity we feel that's a simplicity is the ultimate sophistication which was leonardo dicaprio sorry leonardo da vinci oh sorry and dicaprio i get them too mixed up (laughs) i mean they're both renaissance men uh they're 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 both normcore in their own way yeah exactly (laughs) i'm not sure yeah what leo's uh, what is you know, acting chelps I feel like, like I feel like
1: you know he was wearing the you know the classic you know what, what, he lived in Florence right he did yeah Florence what, what, uh, in the uh, th- um, what was that what was that what was that era called
0: renaissance the renaissance no, oh yes yeah, no, the sorry, renaissance sorry, sorry. sorry. yes yeah. yeah, the renaissance sorry I have an accent yeah um, he was probably just wearing whatever he else wore I know that's my guess I, I heard he's big on Levi's and Gant at Oxford's oh, for sure he would have been he had some Birkenstocks no, I'm just, I, I jest. <laughs> um, no, but I, I think it is the ultimate sophistication. I think he was onto something then. There was a quote by the late, great men's fashion critic, Glenn O'Brien, who I believe wrote for GQ and Esquire. Mm. And, and I'm butchering the quote because I can't mm. find it. But mm. it was something around this idea of um, when you dress, like men wearing tuxedos, when you mm. wear a tuxedos, it's when you stand out the most amongst your peers because it celebrates your individuality when everyone's dressed the same. And there is something about that in terms of the spirit of normcore. If it is so unremarkable, then it makes your inner self and your physical self shine because it's almost like the emphasis is taken off your clothes. So I, I think there's something nice about that that people have um, have not articulated about normcore. Just it, it makes the, the individual shine more than it makes the sort of, oh, is that the latest, you know, hype beast t-shirt from Supreme. Right. So I think there's something refreshing about that. I
1: think... I think it. I think a metaphor of that is like, a really good painting doesn't need, a fancy frame. No. And if your personality is a good painting,
0: Normcore is your unfancy frame. Yeah. Funny you mention that because I've my parents have some nice paintings at home and they always have garbage frames, <laughs> and, and I mock them mercilessly about it. It's like a twenty-year gag. So sorry, mum and dad. Whoops. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, so number five. Oh yeah, practicality. Well, this is my conjecture. I'll say. Why why is normal clothing so popular? Cuz it appeals to normal people. What's a normal person's body type? It's not 6 days at the gym. No. It's not it's not biceps, it's not rock hard abs, it's not any of that. It is common design is designed to mask a unfit person, which is the average person
0: no okay. just saying yeah, I'm just gonna you, go right I'm yeah. going for it you going for it so
1: radical candor pleats pleats don't if you're in shape pleats don't you don't need pleats okay. you don't need a. you don't need to be fanned out you don't need a bluffy or a blousey oxford sure. you know these things hide body parts and I think for a lot of people a lot of artists they're not going to the gym six days a week so I don't see a lot of like gym rats doing norm normcore no Could be wrong no it's conjecture. A, it's a really good
0: point. So, so just to recap the five. So it's practical, five. that's what I'm saying. No, it's, it's so. in, inherently practical. So just to recap the five, we have yes. nostalgia, we have irony, we have frugality, simplicity, and practicality for the five reasons why yep. Normcore came to be. Yep. So final questions. Final questions, I'm going to ask you. Sure. Gone tomorrow or here to stay? Look, the, the obituary and the eulogy, I guess, <laughs> for Normcore seems to have been written a few times. Because they wanted to die. They wanted to die. But if you look around and if you look at up-and-coming up, up and coming brands that are resonating with young and old alike, mainly young, you think Uniqlo, you, which is you know the new gap of its era, right? You think Uniqlo, you think Everlane, you think Alternative Apparel. If you go into any of those stores, there is... You know, there are sort of uh, cozy fleeces. There is more billowy um, linen shirts with sort of more uh, timeless silhouettes. Uh, you just have, uh, I guess, a greater sense of timelessness at its core. That you know, so so I guess what I'm saying, in a roundabout way, is I don't think I don't think it's gone away. I think it's been integrated within fashion. Mm-hmm. So it has. to become the new normal i was in i was under visadero last night at horse feather and i noticed our waitress had a baggy white t-shirt um levi's 501s or 511s whatever they are but it was very much normcore so i I think i think normcore is the new norm yeah i think it's an attitude because i think it's i think the aesthetic of
1: normcore will change i think in like 20 years for example you know the what is called basic right now you know ugg boots uh, athleisure pants yoga pants you know uh, north face fleece that's maybe in 20 years that's all, all that stuff's gonna hit the racks right it's gonna hit the thrift racks sure and then it's gonna be cheap and then people are gonna want it because it's cheap you know and so I think it's a it's an attitude the attitude is here to stay I think the aesthetic will change
0: sure yeah so just a closing quote I thought this is a great one from mm-hmm. Anisha Gakar of the psychology of fashion in the context of the trending question, when life, give, when life is giving us lemons, maybe we've got to stop adding vodka. Don't succumb to the pressure of suiting it up when your true self doesn't feel like it. Pull that first t-shirt out of your wardrobe and pair it with your baggy sweatpants and toss the pressure to stand out right out of the window. Pair down to your most real version, sands all the fanciness. It might help you care less for the details of the chaos life is hurling at you and concentrate more on how bright the sun is shining outside. Boom. So no,
1: un- no unanswered questions this week, but that's okay. So next week, Chuck, let's talk about next week. Yacht Rock. Your favorite. Yacht Rock. But well, it's not far down to paradise. It
0: needs to not fun
1: broad musical style and aesthetic identified as soft rock it was one of the most commercially successful genres of its era existing between the mid-70s and the early 80s and
0: there is so much more to talk about with that and we can't wait think christopher cross Think kenny loggins think the guy that sings avalon whatever his name is oh yeah we'll um, get to it we'll get to it roxy music there we go there it is
1: yeah All right, everybody, you're listening to The Furious Curious, hosted and produced by me, Britton Rice, and my esteemed colleague, Charlie Quirk. Until next time, stay curious.
0: Out.